0: Okay, we're live. (laughs) I'm here at the Living Wealth office with Rich Dad. This is the Living Wealth Rich Dad radio show (laughs) with Ray Petit. Ray, how are you today?
1: I'm great. Just great. Busy? Not really. Uh, Tuesdays are generally busy because I have my one-on-ones, but busy just trying to serve the individuals God's put for me here we're living well
0: busy one-on-ones with who uh,
1: one-on-one with michael durier one-on-one with holly michael
0: durier who's that
1: oh he's a little guy from emporia he, we were trying to have him grow up but it's really tough <laughs> but he's 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 striving you know it's He's having trouble with his body training, but we're going to get him. Yeah. Okay.
0: You're going to nail him down eventually?
1: Well, he doesn't like messy pants, but he wears them a the lot. <laughs> you know? But.
0: And Holly, who? And Holly's your daughter.
1: Holly is my daughter. Then there's Cy Kiefer that I meet with. I normally meet with Paul Bolin also, and then end the day with Jody. Slaysner, who is my oldest daughter.
0: And this chief executive officer of Living Wealth. Is Amen. That, is that correct?
1: Um, I'm not sure her title since I got out of the administration part. But <laughs> she can have any title she wants, okay. fine with
0: me. Okay. Okay, that's great. Well, I'm really grateful that you're that you agreed to talk to me, spend some time. We're gonna send this out to the guys and just talk about two things today. We kind of touched on him a little bit at breakfast when we met. The first is spend less than you make. Right. And the second is pools of money. And we'll get into that later. So, But first, Ray, should we spend more than we make or less than we make?
1: Well, scripturally and emotionally, financially, you need to learn to spend less than you make. Although the uh, Parkinson's law would say, it seems to be, you spend all that you make.
0: Yes. Okay. So talk about what is Parkinson's law? Well,
1: it's just law that, that he made the individual during this time of various things that, uh, as inc- expenses, increase with income work expands the time. allowed. once luxury been experienced, it becomes a necessity and we see those things come true in our own life i mean they do uh without really thinking about it whether you spend more for hunting clothes or a gun or a pair of shoes or a trip where you where you used to maybe drive you're gonna fly it it's just the reality as your income goes up you figure out it's okay to spend certain amounts of money where before it wasn't
0: right right and so what your your counsel is to be very aware of that and to work on the discipline of rather than spending everything that you make spend less than you make
1: yeah it, that would be my counsel I just think of myself uh how I got in the habit of it and various things was really due to an uncle Uncle, my Jewish uncle, only Jewish uncle I have, I'm not Jewish, but he was very Orthodox. But uh, the picture that I got in my mind as I grew up as a kid was uh, good people pay their bills. I saw my parents pay their bills and everything. And uh, what I realized we do not uh, create a bill for ourselves and we should and so uh, when i say pay myself i actually think of it as a bill that should be paid just like the house payment or the utilities or the groceries or whatever because i did all the work i put all the time and energy in most people they do the same thing as i just shared they put all the time in all the energy but they give all the money to somebody else and they keep doing that and wonder why I think as I did, I was looking for the, a stock, an investment that would all of a sudden take care of that shortage that I felt financially. And I wouldn't have it anymore. Mm -hmm. And the real truth of it is that, (laughs) that, that could occur, but it seldom does. And the foundation on which you build your, finances need to really be solid because of the way life changes. And that as you grow older and should make more money, it, that generally happens. I'm not going to say it always happens, but uh, we have a tendency to not pay ourselves with increases. And the an example I'll use is gasoline. Okay. The price of gasoline—it was strange. I was looking at one in 1973; it was 34 cents a gallon, and I can't—I Im- can remember actually in 1972 filling up our gas, my car, for less than two dollars, and I pay more than that for a gallon of gas today. So it, proportionally, what I say is that if you were saving. $40 a month in or 50 or whatever it is. Proportionally, we tend not to save the same amount. So it's scripturally, it says, as a man think it, so is he. So as your income goes up to percentage that you were saving, say at a thousand dollars a month, and if it was three, four or 5%, it ought to be three, four or 5% at $2,000 a month. And when it goes to $10,000 a month, it you be the same percentage What the tendency is, is to leave it at the lower level and spend all the rest on all the thing. The world's noise is telling you you need or to compare mm. what well, so-and-so is driving that car or so-and-so has that code or so-and-so can take this trip out to be able to do the same thing. And I realize <clears throat> that what you're doing is destroying the foundation of your structure and your foundation ought to be getting stronger as you get older.
0: How long can that foundation last when it's built properly?
1: Mm. Multiple generations.
0: And how long does it take to really build that foundation? Forever. Okay.
1: I don't think it ever quits if you quit building that, what you've done is you've went backwards. Oh yeah, Yeah, You've destroyed other words, you, it's, and the foundation needs to be able to support the financial structure as well as a vision of the families that are using it for the support. Now that can be lost. You know, uh, my dad built a great foundation, didn't really pass it on until my mother's death which was in uh, 2015 she died you know in uh 2015 79 yeah 2015 and uh and compared to when it was when he when he died which was 36 years earlier it was a huge amount of money but it wasn't uh in the sense uh if we had known banking, it would have been much larger, but it was a foundation, but it wasn't distributed to the kids because I had a daughter, a sister, a man that had already died. So it went to my brother and me. Now I've used it, but he's using it to survive on. He's not adding to it. So for the foundation, for his family unit, there will not be any from my dad to him. Hmm. or I'll be very, very small hmm. compared where what was left from my mother to me will be at least 20, 40, 50 times larger at least than what she left me Uh depends on how long it'd be 50 times today so if lord takes me home today it's over 50 so if he lets me live longer it'll be more so just whatever it is that and it is a scriptural understanding we don't do it for the wealth wealth is just the tool that is used to allow you to do the things God called you to do more efficiently and effectively and you don't Um, it's not a God, uh, money was a God to me probably until I was in my forties. Yeah, probably
2: forties.
1: Uh, didn't realize it was, but then as, uh, the Holy spirit opened my eyes up to see it And, and money now is a tool that I'm really learning. Very well, uh, I feel like I almost have a power jack or a power tool rather than a hand deal to work with
2: because mm. of
1: what he's showing me how to drill my holes and put my things up. Uh, whereas before, I think I was just trying to put a screw in without even drilling a hole first. And it was hard and, and with soft hands, like a hand uh, was very blistered. And now I don't even think about it. Just put a screw on the power and shoot <laughs> you know, and goes uh, because of the things we're accomplishing today, because I understand money so much better mm. and not how much I have, but how much I'm moving or, and the more you move, the greater the wave, the more the results. And when you do move it, how much, uh, make sure that you're getting back a fair share of what you're moving and that it's growing don't just be playing games with it
2: mm, yeah and
1: I think a lot of times uh, and that's a maturity we think about well I hope I get this money back I hope, and it's because you're still looking for that one thing that will help you have a, a tremendous amount of wealth and it generally doesn't come wealth is built slowly and methodically with good maturity and i and i think of you know the annual crops that are planted corn soybeans oats milo things like that and tomatoes uh, you get them every year and then you think of fruit trees uh, you don't get a crop for three to five years, but then it produces as long as you, you know, trim it and, and prune it
0: and care, so, and care for it. Uh, yeah, it yeah. Produce,
1: but they, most people don't realize I've seen fruit trees that have gotten old and died because it's time they're only a 25, 30 a year in an the oak tree. Yeah. And then finally, if you, uh, an olive tree, if you get and I'm, I've gotten to see all those in my lifetime, so that's so how, good.
0: how long does it take an olive tree to grow from a little sprout and, and then into a tree and be fruit? And how long does it take for
1: Generation, an olive 35 to 40 years. Now, that's wow. not the hybrid olive trees that they have in California, but you can produce a crop in seven, eight years, but they taste like crap, I hear. I don't know. But if you think of olive trees in Israel and Jordan and various places where all in Italy, 35 to 40 years before the first crop comes on. Mm. So it's never planted for this generation. It's always planted for the next generation. Yeah. So that, that can, to me, that's the probably my grandkids and great grandkids insurance policies that we planted at their birth. Yes. And we'll start to harvest when they are 35, 40 years old. Yeah. Because at that time they're screaming and they're really doing well. Yeah. Based upon the numbers of today. Yes. And it'd be based upon the numbers of their age, they will have to have used those effectively and prune them, grow them, have a better harvest, bigger harvest. Yeah. And if that's passed on
0: properly, it will happen. Yeah. Yeah. That makes me think of when I was in England and I I got, I saw Westminster Abbey, some of the cathedrals at Oxford, Canterbury Cathedral. And those cathedrals were built by people who knew that they weren't even going to be alive when the cathedral was totally done. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: It's kind of the same idea of this is going to be beautiful it's going to last for centuries and we're going to start working on it now tell me again and it also reminds me how long did noah work on the ark before it was done cuz i
1: 120 years
0: 120 years
1: from one visitation
0: from one visitation from that's a lot of faith
1: it's a lot of knowing it's going to occur yeah In other words and you can see it when To give you again the example, Noah took 120 years to build the ark. Nehemiah rebuilt the walls around Jerusalem in 53 days. (laughs) So when you have a group, a team, a family focused on the vision, that shows you how quick you can shorten the time period yeah because there was one family noah mainly him when you rebuild the walls you had the culture and the jewish people that had returned and know that had to remain working as a unit so uh one plus one plus one is always more than three if you're working on the same vision with the same spirit <laughs>
0: That's really interesting. Ray Dalio said that the other day, I follow his Instagram and he posts really good things. One of the things he posted recently was one plus one plus one equals five. And what he meant was working in a team, you get more than all those people working alone would get. It's the, it's the strength of the group or the family or the, the team, which is why Navy SEALs work in a team and not by themselves.
1: Yeah, and and a lot of people, um, entrepreneurs have to move past the entrepreneurial behavior and allow others that may do things better than them. An example I'm thinking of, I was a real learner. I did things by myself, but as I look around in the (laughs) IBC community Very few have built uh, a really a team that will function as a team for Mm. the benefit of the good. There's a lot of solo practitioners, but there's not many team efforts. Yeah. There's a few.
0: I've been blown away by the team effect here at Living Wealth. I mean... It's why I come here every week. And sometimes I like to come twice a week or three times a week if I can make it. Usually it's only once with the season of life that I'm in. But I've been blown away by the team effect here. I mean, I've gotten stuff done with Paul in 20 minutes that probably would have taken me a whole day Mm. on my own. And the efficiency of the time. I mean... We all, you know, we can make more or less money, this or that. We all have the same amount of time every day. And that time, but you can multiply your time in a team. Thank you, God. I'm just seeing that. That's powerful.
1: It has been. And will continue to be as long as you realize why you're serving.
0: Amen. So that's topic. Number one is spend less than you make and where we ended up on the conversation. there. Yeah.
1: And and I think the only way I know how to do it is create bills for myself. So now those are premiums. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, you know, Nelson says on page 48, your premiums should equal your income that's hard to accomplish within a family unit because of the amount of coverage. They generally won't let you have it, Mm -hmm. but it's a good goal. Uh, my premiums are now much greater than my income that I have. And praise God for the passive income I've got, Yeah. or we might have problems, but, uh, it, you know, and when the problems exist, I mean, let's say, should it occur when my income won't be equal to the premiums, I'm okay too.
0: Just mm-hmm. by moving money from yeah. from between policies and well, around yeah. it.
1: And my whole attitude is, you know, Nelson doesn't uh, talk about it in his book, or I haven't read it yet about allowing the debt to be paid off with the death benefit. And uh, that's how I plan to pay off a lot of uh, third-party debt, even to my own bank Mm. is with third-party with the death benefit now. Uh, And inflation wasn't as severe when Nelson wrote his book as it is now. And I think uh, there's no better tool. In other words, when I decided and realized that, um, I had to create a debt for me to pay it. Yes. Yeah. A lot of people don't have to do that. They'll save uh, money regardless. But the number one reason we don't save, we don't have to, mm. I mean, the mortgage people say, we want your money every month, regardless if your kid was sick, you're out of work or not. We want you to pay us. So they, <laughs> yeah. They don't say that, but they mean it. Um, the, the,
0: the mortgage company doesn't say, Oh, pay us when it's convenient for you. Either.
1: Nobody does. And, um,
0: and what, what, you're, what I'm hearing you say there, Ray is we should be as strict with ourselves about paying ourselves and saving money for ourselves as the mortgage company is with us.
1: Yeah, and the only way I knew how to do that was create a bill. Yeah. And I didn't realize it at the time, but I'm so thankful that the Holy Spirit opened it up. Yeah. uh, That it it penalizes me if I don't maintain it and it rewards me if I do. Yeah. And the longer I keep doing it, the more it rewards me. And I I sort of like that.
0: I do too. I do too.
1: And so many people have started over. They hear this plan from this financial guru and this plan from this financial guru, and you talk to them and they're in their forties or fifties or sixties. And they're still trying to figure out which one is right. Yeah. And They have had a lifetime and millions of dollars go through their hands and don't have anything to really show for it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So great, that's that's spend less than you make. And I would say that's a rule to obey. Would you agree?
1: Well the scriptures say the ants store up when they have no leaders so that when they need it they'll have food. Yeah, yes, that's
0: right. Go to the ant. Like Solomon says, go learn from the ant. Go look at him and learn from the ant. I like that. All right. That's great. Thank you, Ray. I love that. Next thing I wanted to talk about today is in the book, Nelson Nash says that there's only one pool of money in the world. In the whole world, there's only one pool of money. Can you explain what he meant by that and why that's significant for infinite banking or for being your own banker or thinking like a banker?
1: Well, it. we don't think that way, but if you think of each country having a denomination and it's changed into dollars, whether it's pesos to dollars or dollars to peso, and there's just all this money. You can create additional wealth by work and there's no question about that. Yes. How that's created, but this pool of money, it doesn't matter who has it or whether it's a bank and mutual fund investment house or in your locked box in the closet <laughs> yeah it's it's a pool i mean it's all of one and what he's what i picked up from nelson saying that is that your pool the pool that if you realize it's part of a whole and we'll use it in that manner you'll have a lot better understanding, especially in the word other thing we talked about. If you're in control of it, most people don't control their money. Somebody else, they put it in institutions that control it. Yes. and that's Like a right bank. It, a bank, a mutual fund, an investment account, whatever. Whoever really has the control. My word's it's parked. It's who's controlling the motion of that money is the key person.
0: while it's there. Yeah. That's the yeah. key person. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, uh, so that pool, uh, either is going to get larger under your control or smaller based on how it's used, but it has to be in motion. It can't be yeah. sitting stool still. So countries have large pools and they say, China's got all this gold and silver. Well, I'm going to tell you, you can't eat gold and silver. <laughs> yeah. You can't, uh, it's a great exchange mechanism medium. I don't deny that as dollars are very, you can't eat dollars. You know, and as Rabbi Lappin says, the main reason we exist is to exist. In other words, to eat and sleep and do things. And the second <laughs> reason is to improve what we eat or sleep or do. Right. And those are main, uh, we think for, uh, that it's more complex than that. It didn't. No, you know, I know. You have to get the tools that allow you to do that effectively. And we've tried uh, the world, and most people have been brainwashed to make it very complex. And it's really third grade arithmetic. Uh, you know. Yes. You got to spend less than you make and use what you s- saved. And, and when I say you use it, that's what I mean.
0: So let's go through, let's go through this. When you put your money into a stock market, who controls that money?
1: Whoever the broker or various things or the investment that it does, not yeah. you.
0: When you put your money in a mutual fund, who controls the motion of that money?
1: The broker dealer the mutual fund. When that's you put,
0: true. when you put your money in a bank, who controls that the money? Bank. When you put your money in a life insurance policy, who controls that money?
1: If it's a mutual life insurance policy, you do or They do, if you don't understand the system Mm. and again, it's just like the computer. I had a computer for 10 years and didn't know you could use alternate tab to bring up previous programs. Now it wasn't the computer's fault. Right. It was the processor who was me that didn't know what the computer could do. Yes. We have not been taught what money can do. I mean, it's, so it's from that measure, you have to see, uh, we need banks. I'm not saying we don't because money has to move quickly when you buy something from one location to another location quickly. And the only institutions that do that are, banks, commercial banks, moving money. Yeah. Yeah.
0: PNC, Wells Fargo, whatever, Whatever. Chase Bank of America.
1: There are, you know, investment banks that move it, but the purpose is to move from one location to another. Now what you move it into is, and we think it's very complex and almost, I don't think I've worked with anyone, In my career, I'm, I'm trying to go back. didn't have a checking account
2: mm. and
1: I had a checking account for 31 years and didn't understand that banking is just money in, money out. And I've been doing it with a checking account. Mm-hmm. And so uh, how do you, you put money in, you take, and you can't take more out than you put in unless you use a mutual life insurance company, a dividend paying whole life policy. Mm. And it, it isn't immediate again. Uh, you know, I've got a very good client and friend that from time, he was in high school till he actually made money was 17 years, you know, undergraduate, graduate uh, medical school, residency, internship, wow, fellowships. And, you know, before he started making money, olive tree 40 years, oak tree 20 years. We, and we're so microwave instant society. We want it right now. Mm-hmm. We don't realize that that's exactly what the world wants you to think. Yeah. How do you look? How do you feel? What do you wear? You know, things yeah. like this. And yeah. Lust of lies, lust of flesh and greed of man. Mm-hmm. You know, what are you trying to satisfy? And, uh, I want to be a good steward of those gifts God has given me and return to Him as a good and faithful servant more than He entrusted me
2: with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: and I know based upon the foundation of where people talk about inflation and everything, and they don't understand we have no effect on inflation. Right. And the way you battle it they they say well your investment has to be well a lot of people have investment
0: our uh recording timed out this is the next section so ray was talking about inflation and how people try to have try to have an effect on it can we have an if ray can you have an effect on inflation
1: well it's been going on since i was a little boy i remember <laughs> a lot of people yeah, I was born just right after dinosaurs and candy bars. <laughs> were a LP. So I they were candy bars.
0: They were a a nickel, dollar. twenty for a dollar. Yeah, that yeah, was uh,
1: Snickers, Three Musketeers, Milky Way, Butterfingers, Baby Ruth. Yes, we're all a nickel. Yeah. Okay. Now well,
0: they're now they're a dollar, <laughs> or a dollar oh, twenty, or.
1: And so, uh, you know, and I didn't understand inflation. I'm not even sure I understand it now. I just know things are cost more, no gas costs more, food costs more, hats cost more, you know, socks cost more, everything we're getting costs more. My wife says, well, you don't get much for a hundred dollars at the grocery store anymore. Now I wouldn't know that (laughs) uh, because I don't do the grocery shopping. Right. She knows it. She does know. And, uh, that's right what i say is do you need more no she says she still has adequate funds and because for the grocery store and that's fine you know buy what you want and get it you know uh, when i go to the grocery store now i never look at the price of anything well i want that i and i i know i used to and try to compare and get the best deal Mm -hmm. because I didn't have enough money to do just whatever I wanted. I do now. And I'm not saying that in a way of boasting. I'm just saying I spend less than I make. I have for years. I will continue to. Yes. Why? It's just part of my nature now. Mm -hmm. It's part of God's nature in me so that we can give, you know, generals, lay we can do all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And uh, to be able to do that, to share what we've been able to earn with others is a privilege. And it's uh, yeah. really what we were created to do. Yes. You know, because uh, as a unit, uh, there should be, you know, no one going hungry sleeping out and open but we have right uh you know if it does say in the word of god if a man doesn't work he shouldn't eat i agree with that unless he's not capable of yes and then the church should take care of
0: him yes correct not the government right i agree 20 milky ways for a dollar What what year was that well
1: 1950.
0: 1950? There probably were dinosaurs walking around. We
1: didn't have air conditioning in cars. And we didn't have... Uh,
0: Any iPhones?
1: Weren't no, portable phones. As a matter of fact, uh, when you were away, and to let your parents know you, you call home, collect, and then they refused the charges, and they just knew you were there. So <laughs> you know, things like that. All the things they did to, to get through. Party lines, I remember. Mean, didn't have a private phone line until I was in my teens. So, sixty years ago, who is? so that would have been, you know, nineteen sixty. We didn't have a private phone line. We we shared it with Mister Koskin across the street, and he used to get mad at us, we got <laughs> mad at him when he
0: stayed on too long. Hey, we call the grocery store. Mister Koska's on the phone. He won't get off. <laughs>
1: yeah, so it was on-
0: that's funny. That's great.
1: Yeah. So it's, it's understanding that uh,
2: we, God gave us this beautiful thing called the mind. And it mm. figures things
1: out. I mean, yes, I don't know. I wasn't a very old individual when I realized that. I would worry about money or a situation, amount of money coming up. And within two or three days, your mind has figured out a way to handle that. Yeah. And that's still true.
0: Yes, it is.
1: So it's a beautiful thing. Yes.
0: So, Ray, you were the youngest child in your family growing I up. I was. That's I right. I was a
1: baby a brat. My brother and sister said, you know, mom and dad loved you more than they did us. And I said, I agree.
0: <laughs> but, you know,
1: yeah, I push your buttons all the time.
0: What did you have a dog growing up?
1: They, my dad had a dog. Yeah. What kind of dog? Cocker Spaniel.
0: Did you play? Did you take care of the dog? Play no, with the dog? Take it anywhere?
1: I, never, I don't like animals. <laughs> so but my, you, my wife loves animals. We yeah, have, but you no, know, I didn't take the dog anywhere. You know, my dad, my brother did. If I was with my brother, the dog was there because of my brother.
0: Country. right right okay so when you were like 10 years old i want to i love stories we're going just going to end with this let's say 9 10 11 12 13 whatever when you got out of school where were you going where did you want to go when you free time saturday after school whatever it was where was ray headed when at that
1: age uh basketball court
0: yeah, that's great this like a local pickup game with a bunch of guys.
1: Well, no, NBA was on television then and I would watch Bob Pettit, Cliff Hagan, Will Chamberlain, you know, play basketball and then <clears throat> go try to duplicate the way they shot on the court. Right? Yeah. Spend hours there. Right? Yeah. And then, uh, then I got into music and I could practice my violin. Four, five, six hours a day. It wasn't hard for me. It wasn't practice. It was learning how to play. Yes. You know, so I was, uh, so either, you know, on the violin or the basketball court or baseball, you know, didn't play football.
0: What's your favorite story about your dad growing up? Mm. When you were favorite a Favorite
1: story. I'd say. Well, I, I would say my favorite story was. There's two. I'll share one.
0: Okay. Them. First of all, what was your dad's first name again? Bob. Bob. Okay. And Robert, Bob. Bob. Okay. So two stories about Bob.
1: Yeah. First one was his most important story. When I decided to go into business, my dad gave me two rules to live by, which. I still practice to this day. Mm. He said, "If it isn't good enough to buy, it isn't good enough to sell." Mm. And I've lived by that. Second one, he said, "If a man's word isn't any good, his signature isn't any better." <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's very
1: true. And I live by that. Yes, uh, I do a lot of things without the signatures just because of the relationship I have. With mm. When I was young, and I wasn't getting to play basketball because I had appendicitis, and I traveled with my dad to Oklahoma. We went to this little town called Kyoto, Oklahoma. I remember that. Hmm. And my dad bought some moonshine, and and he tasted it. He said, That ain't very good. And the guy said, You wait 20 minutes, it'll be seven years old. (laughs)
0: the guy that sold it to him yeah oh man (laughs) that's good I'm going to remember that one speeding up the aging process well right thank you no problem I really appreciate it you know I feel remiss for not praying when we started but God blessed our conversation I feel that let's pray i'll pray first and then you can close sure father god forgive me for not beginning with prayer because i want everything to begin and end with you you are the alpha and the omega the beginning and the end he who was and is and is to come i thank you for sharing wisdom with us that we're made in your image and that you created us to exist to eat sleep drink and improve ourselves and improve the things that we're doing and love you and serve you and serve our fellow man thank you for ray and he shared his wisdom with us and give us the grace the courage the strength everything the humility everything we need to put it into action lord and i pray in jesus name
1: lord how good it is when brothers dwell together in unity lord may we be in one spirit one action may we
0: glorify you by serving others in jesus name amen amen